the Chair 2 Leaders Podcast with your hosts, Danny Smith and Ben South. If you lead from the second chair or you work with those who do, this is a place for you. We're glad you're here for conversations about the church, ministry, life, and how we can serve better for God's kingdom. Well, welcome back to another episode of Chair 2 Leaders. Danny, how are you? Hey, Ben, I'm good today, man. How are you doing? I am well, man. Glad to be visiting with you and talking. We're going to be talking today about a... Let's start over. (laughs) I don't like that. So, all right. Five, four, three, two. Welcome back to another episode of Chair Two Leaders. I'm here with my friend and co-host, Danny Smith. Danny, how are you? I'm good, and I'm so glad that I'm not just a co-host, but I'm a friend. That uh, that makes me happy today. It's good to have friends. It's it? good to have friends. <laughs> friends don't have to just be in the uh, lower places of life. Uh, there was a song can, about that. Seems like there was. Seems like it was, was fairly a, popular. A hit song. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, I don't know that I could be friends with that guy, but I, I might be able to be friends with him. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, he's he's he made it well. He did. Be nice he, to be friends. <laughs> it'd be nice to be friends, especially around you know payday and stuff like that. So, Christmas, especially Christmas, birthdays, just just for whatever. But friends, uh, friends don't have to be in those low places. And I'm glad that uh, we're not only co-hosts, but we are friends. And well, let's talk about friends a little bit today. The importance of them and and why we need them. Now, I want to see if your experience with friends is a little bit like mine because it's one of those things through my whole life I've always just a little bit struggled with developing deep long lasting friendships part of that maybe because like you I was a, a preacher's kid and we traveled a lot by the time I finished first grade I'd lived in three states and in four different schools so I, you know I don't have any of those friends from life that like hey I grew up with them in preschool we were in daycare together we went to elementary school high school and in, in ministry that's something that we're going to probably um, a lot of us are going to experience that we're not going to have those long lifetime long friends. We may have some long friendships, long acquaintances, but it's really important still that we develop good, deep friendships, even if we're not in a place a long, long time. Yeah, I totally agree. And I, I did. I had a, a similar experience uh, growing up. Now, my dad pastoring at, uh, he actually pastored at one church two different times. Um, and that ended up kind of playing a significant large part of my childhood, but we did, we moved, you know, a couple of different States, a couple of different churches, a couple of different schools. And of course, before the age of social media, once you moved and said bye to somebody, I mean, that was it, you know, there was no looking that person up. And, um, you know, just the other day, my wife went out with some friends that she went to junior high and high school with. And, you know, um, it's been many, many years now since we've been out. So I do look at that and go, you know, I wish I had some of those, uh, friends and, you know, due to social media, I've been able to reconnect with people I went to high school with, but trying to find those good, deep lasting friendships really is a challenge, but it's very rewarding though, even though it's difficult. Um, I think for what few instances I have of that, and, uh, just for those listening, I consider Ben, uh, one of those friends that someone that, uh, you know, uh, if we don't see each other for a while, we sort of pick right up where we left off. And to me, that's a great mark of a good friend is, you know, even if, if time gets in the way and we could talk about some of that here in a bit, but just being able to kind of pick up where you left off is a great thing. 
you can always go back to the, you know, the last time you were together as friends and kind of reminisce and just kind of pick up there. That's a cool thing. I've got a few friends that are like that. You know, we can always go back to the time we saw Loretta Lynn on stage in downtown Little Rock at a political rally, you know. That's right. That's right. And good for a laugh or something. Always, <laughs> always. And so she sang something about her jeans, and I'm not sure I, I wanted to know about Loretta's jeans, but it was kind of fun seeing her. It was. It was a fun day. I think one of the reasons in ministry that developing these friendships can be difficult at times is because of the nature of the job. It's difficult to know how transparent we can be with people. And the struggles of ministry and life, there's a lot of things that we can't share with the church members necessarily and be completely open and honest and transparent about everything. I think there's a the idea of becoming transparent makes you vulnerable and put your position in risk, maybe. I think that's something that needs to be changed um, going forward. But but I think it's one of those things we really need to, to dive down into a little bit, maybe. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Uh, you know, I think when we were coming up, Ben, and maybe if you're listening to this and you're younger than we are, you know, it may have changed a little bit. I don't know. But I know when we were coming up, you heard things like, hey, the pastor will never have real friends in the church, or it's hard to make friends in the church. And sometimes you're just programmed to think, okay, well, I've got to hold people at arm's distance. I might be moving. I might not stay here. And this is probably a topic for another episode, but maybe the longevity, and you might be able to speak to this, the longevity of place may play into that when there are people you develop a relationship with over years and years you go, hey, this is somebody that knows me, that that I can trust with my heart and trust with my soul. But I think you're right. I think there's a fear that, boy, if I really let people know what I struggle with or what I'm dealing with, uh, then they may reject me somehow. And I mean, that's just a human fear, right, to be rejected. And so you amplify that maybe in ministry a little bit. I was reading a pastor the other day, uh, some of his sermons, and he was talking about somewhat of the isolation of ministry, but he even presented from the perspective that a pastor should expect not to be friends with his people. He's actually warning against becoming too close, and I thought that that's a mindset that was common, I would say, a generation two back in ministry that you had to re- you couldn't be good friends with the people in your church and he was really warning and saying look if you are become good friends you can't be a good preacher to them i i just kind of took that chapter and said i'm not going to read that again because i just don't think that's good i think really when you become close friends with people you become better as a pastor and you learn their needs and who they are you know that congregation you can speak to their needs does it become more difficult at times to speak difficult truths to them? Maybe, because there is the risk of, of estranging that friend. However, if you're truly developing that friendship, they're going to know your heart, know your love for them, know that you're saying it because of your care, not because you're trying to uh, you know, put your thumb on them or, or try to hold them down or just to get back at them. They're going to hear it from your heart. So I think it's a generational thing. I think there were generations of preachers who just came up thinking, hey, we're not going to be friends with the people in our church. And so we need, I think that's something we need to work on changing it, but it takes time to develop those good, lasting, deep friendships. I know in my ministry, it's been good to see those friendships really inform how I pastor. And it's given a depth to it that I feel like when I am whatever leading in some way um, and whatever 
chair you're sitting in, whether it is weekly teaching, whether it's just through weekly leadership uh, of some type of ministry where you're interacting with those folks, there's a depth that can come there. And you're right. You always run the risk of, you know, getting hurt. I mean, that's just, we, we, you know, Paul Tripp puts this well, right? We are broken people who are helping other broken people. So, um, but that time and that depth and that relationship allows the shepherding we do from whatever chair that we're in um, to be able to, and, and again, because this is a chair to leader podcast, I think the encouragement would be that maybe you, maybe you have a pastor who models sort of that distant relationship. Uh, I would say that um, you know, don't look at that as maybe like you did with that book. Go, hey, I, I love that guy. I love what he's preaching. I love his heart for missions. I love his heart for people. But I think that might be something I disagree with, and that's okay because there's a depth. There really is. Just you know, to this day, when I see people that. Uh, that I'm friends with and they know my heart, uh, it, it just informs the way we can shepherd and care for people uh, in the ministry that the Lord allows us to be a part of. I mean, Jesus gives us a great model of that. He spent you know, day and night with these 12 guys for three years, not thinking, oh, if they get to know me better, I might not be able to be Jesus to them, you know. Instead, it, it did allow him to go, hey, you can't do that. You, you can't have that attitude. And Certainly, they probably didn't like it, but Jesus does model, you know, what that looks like, I think. Yeah, it's just going to take time. Jesus took those three years. We're going to have to take time with those people. And I think it's important in those conversations, make sure when you, especially with people in the church, you can talk to them about something besides church. Yes. Don't just let it be a conversation about what's going on at church, what you're dealing with, about, hey, why aren't you involved in this ministry? Make it an effort when you're developing those relationships with specific church members to not talk about church things with them because you need those friendships that are relationship-based, not based upon the position you hold in the church or the ministry you're working in. It could be that maybe if you take anything from this podcast, maybe the best piece of advice is what you're saying. Just be normal, right? You know, when college football season's around, people know I'm going to talk about it because I love college football. Uh, You know, when people... um, see that you are just normal, that you like things too. It really, again, adds to that um, ability to make friends. It's not based, you know, because I think if we just keep it all on ministry, it's just superficial. It almost feels like a consumer friendship. I need you to do this and I need you to be here. I need you to make my ministry go. Whereas when we love the person and we're normal with them, uh, that allows us to, because maybe that's one of the barriers is we feel like we've got to uh, be reserved uh, and again, some of you are reserved by nature and that's okay. I, I'm somewhat introverted by nature, but I want to be normal. Just be normal. Just be yourself. And you know what I'll find, uh, regardless if I were in ministry, working at a school or whatever, if I'm going to be myself, there's going to be people that love it and there's going to be people that don't, but that's going to be true of anywhere you're at. Yeah. We, we've started a ministry, at our church in the last year with the men's group, especially I think men have a bigger issue with this than women just because of how God has made men. But we've started a mentoring group and it's really is for the purpose of developing some of those, what we call 2 a.m. friends who, if you need somebody at two o'clock in the morning, you know who you can call to talk to or to come help you change a flat tire if need be or whatever. Uh, Those kind of deep relationships, but it takes time. And we're we're developing this over the course of a year, working with it through 10 months with this group of guys. And even with, we're about halfway through the process now. 
you can tell there is this camaraderie that I know any of these guys in this group I could go to, could call, and I don't have to explain it why. I say, hey, I need this, and they would come. And they would be there, not not judgmental. Part of that's because we have been open with each other, transparent. It's not just been Ben as the pastor serving here, but it's been as another man in the church who's trying to serve the Lord and follow God, working alongside one another, doing that. And so we we've developed that, but it takes it's taken some time. It takes intentionality. Um, I think a lot of times we just don't do that. It takes effort. It takes the time. You, you can't be so busy doing ministry, doing work, that you don't take the time for those friends because it takes that to, for the friendship to develop. It's not going to happen around meetings at church or even in worship services, but it's going to take that intentional time away from those things for those true friendships to develop. Yeah, and that, you know, like you said, the intentionality of it, and it's tough because people are busy. I mean, it's... You know, for our family, we're in a season where we have basketball games, basketball practice, cheer practice, all of those things happening. And so usually five to six nights a week, we're in a gym somewhere. And, you know, if uh, somebody wants to hang out, you're thinking, where am I scheduled? But uh, we, we do have to make that space to go, okay, I am tired, but you know what? It's still worth hanging with these guys tonight um, or this morning or that afternoon, whatever it may be. And so people are busy. People are relationally full. Um, I think it was Ed Stetzer that kind of used that phrase several years ago in a book. Uh, one of his few books that he's written, uh, he writes every now and then, I think. But, uh, you know, he talked about sometimes people struggle with this friendship because they're already relationally full. They, they they maybe have their friends from high school. So maybe pastors sometimes move into a small town. They're not from there. And one of the reasons they struggle to make friends it's because people in that town have been there their whole life, went to school together, high school together, played ball together. And that's a lot. That, that's a difficult situation to break in, but it's still worth trying. It's still worth making that space in order to get those uh, relationships built. And again, I think the time part comes into that of not just making time, but making that ministry stop uh, a long longevity there uh, in your ministry. Another aspect of the friendship that I think is necessary is we, as men in ministry specifically, and I think women need this too, but we need that accountability that same-gendered friendships can provide, especially when it comes to areas of purity. Uh, we need people who understand how we operate as a man or as a woman, um, how we do that to understand the difficulties and someone we can be honest with when there's struggles, when there's challenges, temptations. Um, people that can be there for us without thinking less of us and know, hey, I'm going through the same thing, the same struggles, same temptations you're going through. We all need those type of friendships uh, to be that. And you might say, well, maybe my spouse could be that person for me, but you really can't. You need someone besides your spouse to be a friend with. Yeah. You need to be a friend with your spouse, but you need other friends besides your spouse, someone that you can go to who's going to have your back and who's going to be rooting for your marriage and for that relationship, but is not intimately involved in yeah. that relationship. Hey, Ben, in that men's group that you're starting up, because maybe sometimes a barrier are guys going, you know, I don't mind getting to know a couple of guys and maybe, like you're saying, have those guys that can go, here's where I struggle. I know you probably struggle. We all struggle. But maybe a fear is, I don't want this big group of guys to know. So do you think, um, this is probably really naive of me to even say, is is there levels of friends 
you think where we go, hey, there is there's these 10 guys. And man, I feel like I could call them at 2 a.m. But of those 10, here are two, three, depending on the circumstances, maybe it's one where you go, but that's the guy or the two or three guys that I can say, hey, I not only need help here, but man, my wife and I are struggling here. I need some help. I think so. I think, you know, even within that, there are some guys. We we have a group about seven is the group size we're going through. But I think just about anything, I could go to any of those guys in there. However, there are friends, people I would call friends in our church. I wouldn't be as open and I wouldn't tell them as much detail and wouldn't call on them in the same way as I would this type group. And there are some people within that group I'm probably even closer to. Um and maybe we can shift here a little bit because I think in ministry you need some non-ministry friends, but you're yeah. also going to need some ministry friends who are those who understand the struggles of the pastorate working in the church who maybe aren't even in your church who you can just go and, and talk to. Um, we've had those kind of discussions. I've got probably five or six guys here in our uh, local association of churches that if I called them this afternoon and said, hey, I need to talk to somebody, can we go get coffee? Can I meet you? They, every one of them would. We need those type of friendships too. So I think we need some personal relationship friends who we can just be a human person who has friends, a normal friend. But we also need some of those ministry friends. And there might be some crossover there. I've got a couple of guys who are, who are that crossover type uh, person who are in ministry, but they're also that close friend I could tell anything to. But we need those guys in our life, especially uh, men and women, I guess, in ministry who understand the struggles of ministry that you can say, hey, I'm walking through this season in ministry. Can you pray with me through it? Because there's some things in ministry you can't share with everybody in your church or with other people. Some of those struggles that you could confidentially share potentially with another pastor or minister who understands the issues that come with that. So you need to have those kind of friendships, those kind of people around you that you can call and say, Hey, I need to talk with you about this. Yeah, I totally agree. And you, you mentioned the uh, non-ministry friends. Sometimes it's the opposite. We're like, you know what? All I have thought about and talked about for a month now is church. I need somebody I can just hang out with. And it's not just about church, church programming, church scheduling, church training and all that stuff. And so I think this probably plays into uh, our ability to connect in our community. Uh, you know, when I was uh, church planning, you know, obviously when you're in the early stages of church planting, you're just hoping people will show up. There were people, because I was working by vocationally doing that, uh, that I began to develop friendships with. And honestly, because at that point, you know, I'm in my mid thirties doing that. It had been really since college that I probably was that open to making friendships where you kind of move to a place where you have none. And, you know, uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. There was a lot of fun in realizing, Hey, this person is a friend and I didn't meet them at church. They're not in ministry. Um, it's great evangelism and discipleship opportunities, but, it is. It's nice to have those non-ministry friends that you can just talk life with and just gain other perspective, perception, perspective, perspective, perspective. Maybe you can find a friend that knows English and uh, can help you uh, learn a language. But <laughs> saying all that to say, there is certainly a lot of benefit to having ministry friends and benefit to having non-ministry friends as well. 
Yeah. One last word on that. I think I would say on the, especially those within your church, maybe not ministry friends, but church relationships. One of the big fears I think a lot of ministers come up with is the idea of people are going to not respect you as much and they don't, the minister thinks that I don't need to have a need from the people in my church. I don't, I, it looks weak for me to have to go for, to them for friendship or, or need that. Um, or the, misunderstanding that maybe we shouldn't need things from them. But we as ministers are still human. We still have the emotional needs, the relational needs of every person in our congregation. Just because we're in a place of ministry doesn't change that emotional, relational need. And so you're going to have to work to develop those relationships, take the time to do it, uh, keep the proper barriers, but you really need some of those relationships that the barriers can come down to some degree where you can really be honest with people and say, here's who I am, you know, here's what I struggle with, here's how you can pray for me, here's how I need you to help me. Yeah, 100% agree, and I think that is just something that we need to constantly be working on. There's not a class in seminary about how to go make friends in ministry, not a class online about making friends, but it's needed and necessary. And we hope that uh, you've been encouraged um, through this podcast just to uh, develop those friendships yeah. and don't give up on it. Go make some friends, take the time to do it. Look for some other ministry friends and yeah. look for some friends within your church that you can just be yourself with. You just be honest. Speaking of friends, Danny, you and I met. We've been friends for a long time, but our sponsor was pivotal in our friendship developing. Tell them about them. That's right. Central Baptist College. If you need a college degree, but you don't have the time, the Pace College degree program at Central Baptist College in Conway, Arkansas, has a proven in-class, online, or hybrid course format and multiple degrees to fit your busy schedule. CBC knows that you can't quit your full-time job, which is why we developed a flexible format that's helped adults for 20 years to earn their degree while working full-time. So here's how you get started. You go to cbc.edu online, apply for admission, or request a virtual meeting. A personal enrollment counselor will help you enroll in classes. So visit cbc.edu online today. You can earn your degree, reach your goals, and I'm going to say... You can make some friends that might just last a lifetime with you. So go visit cbc.edu slash online. It's been fun. I've, I've got a question, though. Oh, okay. What's it's, that? It's one that I think is going to be the, the that's going to put a nice bow tie on this podcast and help everybody. It, if you had to choose one of these two songs, which one are you listening to? Friends right. in Low Places or Friends or Friends Forever? That's a tough one. I'm I'm not a huge country music fan, but I do I, you know I do know the friends in low places, but I'm probably gonna go with a friends forever friends or friend forever because it has not been church camp if you haven't cried and slobbered all over other people while that song is being played. That's exactly right. That's so, exactly right. <laughs> you've got to go and with if, friends or friend forever. And if you've uh, if you've never been to church camp and you're wondering why are people crying and slobbering on one another, it's because of that song. Either that or just so ready to go home. That's true, or the food. So that's it. <laughs> hey, that was well, fun. That's fun. Thanks for joining us. Have a great week. We'll catch you next time. You've been listening to Chair Two Leaders. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest updates, and make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to Chair Two Leaders wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening.